0: It's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 community managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money.
1: Earning points is easy, but finding award flights can be tough. Wouldn't it be great to get alerts when that elusive award space opens up? Thrifty Traveler Premium does just that.
0: Thrifty Traveler's army of flight deal analysts are searching 24-7 for flight deals. And it's not just cash, but it's for those valuable award flights too. Plus, they've recently simplified their membership tiers to give everyone access to their Premium Plus tiers. You can set filters to only get the type of alerts you are interested in, whether that be domestic, international, economy, or business. Or if you love the unique one-off flights, check out their new Nerd Alert feature.
1: Never miss another award deal by subscribing to Thrifty Traveler Premium. Use the promo code AT101 for $10 off your first year of Thrifty Traveler Premium Plus and get deal and award alerts straight to your inbox.
0: And we're back for episode 37 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name's Joseph Petrovic, and I'm here again with Angie Sparks. Hey, Angie.
1: Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm splendid.
0: You don't sound as well.
1: I know. I have a (laughs) lovely souvenir from my trip. (laughs) Brought back back a cold. At least it's only a cold. It's not COVID. Yeah, Um, that's good. Apparently, yeah, it's really good, but (laughs) I need to get... Between jet lag and this, it's been like a kind of a brutal week, but I'm slowly but surely getting better. I tried to play golf today. That was a really, really ugly experience, but trying to get back to normal. Still got to put away the rest of the laundry though yet.
0: Yeah, the uh, weather here is turning fall and uh, we've had a really nice summer weather the past few days. Uh, I've been in the uh, low to mid 80s, so not far off from what you've uh, got to have. But uh, now it's this weekend we're looking at 40s and 50s for highs, so, and the leaves are definitely a falling.
1: Oh, are they really? Yeah, it's we're starting to get a little bit of some cooler temperatures here. I think it's going to be in the low 80s this weekend, so we're pretty excited about that.
0: I'm so sorry for you. It's really suffering there. <laughs> Let's hop on over to our post of the week. You flagged one from Pam Turla Rule, if I said that correctly.
1: Yeah, I know. So Pam had a post about finding a word space. She was all excited about it. And she transferred a big old chunk of points over to United, only to find out it was Phantom Award Space, which every time she tried to click through to complete the booking, she'd get the this isn't working. Please call us. And when she called, the reps couldn't see the space. And you know, the sad thing is is now she's got a big old chunk of points stranded at United. So she no longer has the flexibility that she did when they were still Chase Ultimate Rewards. So I guess the biggest thing here to take away from this is, you know, kind of how to prevent, you know, having phantom awards face. It's definitely something that you have to worry about. And it's something that makes me nervous still. Every time I transfer points and I go to book, it's like, was it really there? So, I mean, there are things you can do to try and eliminate that thing. But Still not 100%. What do you do to check to make certain that it's not phantom award based
0: Yeah, in this case, there are certain tools you can use, but these tools would not have helped if you had just counted on those alone. And you can try checking Expert Fire. You can, you can look at some of the partners. And that would have been, I think, my first tip-off was that none of the partners were carrying it. Somehow right. United was showing it. Which means that any of your award search tools like point.me, points. Yeah, any of those, if United shows it, it'll show up on points. Yeah, and point.me and rome.travel and all of those different search tools. So using those tools wouldn't have helped this, you know, this situation and make it any better. I mean, you're looking at it and the tools tell you it's there. So obviously it's there, right? Nope. Right. It's Eva yeah. and Eva has been notoriously showing up as Phantom Space in United and Expert Fire. I'm not sure why that's been the case. I don't know if something got sent to the wrong bucket. You know, there are these things called fair buckets that we're looking for for certain award spaces, but the, they are not there. They were not there. Most people uh, were doing this and thinking, Hey, I'm going to get over to Taipei or I'm going to use that in a connection with ANA. Whatever it is, you're not going to be able to do it or you weren't able to do it in this case because it was phantom space. So the uh, number one way I would have done this is first I would have started looking at the partners like Aeroplan, like Life Miles, Singapore and seeing if any of them can see it and then call United because you don't want to transfer those points in and find out that this space just really wasn't there, which is
1: what happened here. Yeah. I mean, and everybody in this hobby, you know, God forbid, we actually have to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. It's like, I don't want to call. Uh, But in some cases, you just have to do it. And united's not bad they're not like having to try and call life miles or whatnot and actually virgin atlantic they're lovely i love to call them they've got great accents and they're really friendly <laughs> and they're they're so helpful and even if they can't help you they're very apologetic that they can't help you it's like oh yeah i get to call virgin
0: <laughs> no that was the uh, first time i ran into phantom award spaces that they were showing back in 2018 when i booked my family to hawaii we saw Delta won awards on Virgin Atlantic to Hawaii, and I went and transferred all those points in, and uh-huh. they couldn't uh-huh. see it. But the, like you said, the agents were wonderful. They were very friendly and helpful. And she said, hey, I don't think this is going to disappear. I think what happened is that Delta changed. There was an equipment swap, which is just a, a plane change. Is, that's what they call them. And I think the space is still going to be there. It's just that it hasn't reloaded. And uh, she's like, call me back, call us back like in a day or two. And sure enough, it became, you know, once everything got locked in, it was still there. And I was able to, you know, have my happy ending, so to speak. Right. That doesn't always happen. And, you know, it is something that can be a, a problem and a challenge for those not knowing where to look.
1: Oh, yeah. I felt sorry for her. So at least, you know, she'll be able to use them. It's not like they're and, and they don't expire. So she's got that going for her. Yeah, exactly.
0: Moving on, let's head on to some news. And uh, we have a couple of pieces of information that may be useful to members here. Uh, We have a sponsorship with Card Pointers, which Allison has shared in the group and can help members save money on offers that are loaded to their cards and this is such a cool feature in that it can allow you to load multiple offers to the card so you can get multiple offers of those amex offers or chase offers that typically you only can use one Uh, card pointers has announced that their price is increasing but our link hasn't yet so I don't know if you can rush and use this link before before they change it maybe you can still get a deal.
1: Yeah, because the price is going up quite a bit. I, I like this app. It, you know, you have to, when you first start, it takes a little bit of work because like you got to do some stuff on desktop and do stuff on mobile to get it to, to work properly. But, but like you said, it's great. You know, it, Amex used to have the thing where if an offer showed up on one card, you could add it to all the cards. Well, then that went away a few years ago, but card pointers kind of overrides that. And, If it's on one, if it's available on every card, they will load it to every card. And it kind of just, it happens automatically. Every time I log into Amex or log into Chase, I've got a little purple box that shows up down at the bottom of the screen that says, adding offers, adding offers. And there'll be offers that I don't even know that I had added. And all of a sudden, I get the email that says, oh, you used your offer. I'm like, Cool. <laughs> what
0: was it? No, that that's what is really nice about it because you, you always are like, hey, I want to use that offer, but which card did I add it to or am I carrying that in my wallet? If you add it to everyone that was eligible. Now, you know, now you have yeah. it not completely available. You, it's just like a, a, you use whatever card you would normally use. And if it's on there, then you're getting that offer.
1: Yep. That's great. So Virgin is still having a 30% transfer bonus to Ch- from Chase. That's good through November 15th. Probably not going to take advantage of it because I do still have points stuck with Virgin, no matter how delightful they are to talk to. I don't want to have more points stuck over there with them. I really need, a, I need an Amex to British Airways transfer bonus again. So I'm hoping that will come back very soon. How about you? Are you going to take
0: advantage? Those have been around. Those typically come around November, I think, with the British Airways, if I recall. So you should be seeing something soon with that. No, I will not be taking advantage of this virgin 30% transfer. I am still sitting on a 40% transfer from Ah. about a year and a half ago. I have been slowly dwindling those down, but that's how I pretty much book all of my Delta flights. And since I do so many domestic trips, you know, at 7,500 to 8,500. Virgin points for each economy flight, I continue to take all of that Delta first class space that they can keep telling members (laughs) that they can try to hope and dream that they'll get upgraded to because I've found really good cash upgrade offers for my routes. And, you know, it's always been like 60 to $80 for the first class upgrade off of 7,500 to 8,500 points. So I'll take that all day. Yeah, no kidding. Amex is introducing some new rules and causing chaos in the award travel community.
1: They are just, gosh, it's like, I think Allison had a post today that said, last year Amex was giving away, you know, points like candy and this year. It's what you call it. It's, they're they're burning down the house now. And Armageddon. So, so started, I don't know, we talked about it in our previous podcast where they added the family of, you could only, you couldn't get, the branded platinum cards anymore. If you already had a vanilla American Express platinum card, couldn't get the Schwab or the Fidelity one anymore. Then they added this family rule and it's really convoluted across all the Delta cards. It's kind of one of those, if you've had one of the higher tier cards, you can't get a sign-up bonus on the lower tier cards. It's just, it's really weird. It's, it kind of goes, looks at those it's similar to the dumb Marriott rules that you need the whole like matrix. And it's like, yeah. it's Tuesday and I'm <laughs> thinking about this card and it's, I'm going to turn sideways. I mean, it's just, it's silly. So they did that on the Delta cards. Well, then just today they added this. It's really dumb too. Cause this one doesn't make sense where if you have an Amex platinum card, you are no longer eligible to get a sign up bonus on a gold card and those cards complement each other they're not competitors it's not like a delta card you know that that whole family i mean these are two cards that you know we talk about the amex trifecta where you've got the platinum card and you've got the gold card and you got a blue business plus and you kind of have all of your all of your categories covered with that and that's like nope sorry we're not going to let you have that card now and i I think they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with this one. This is just this one doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, a lot of them do kind of make sense because you're you're trying to limit the people just going through and signing up for a card, canceling it, getting the points, and then doing that over and over. And and obviously they've had their no lifetime limit language offers, which have bypassed many of these. But trying to get rid of the people, you know, who are maybe thinking about changing and dropping their platinum cards and going to gold. And then telling them that they can't get a bonus. I mean, they're two very different cards. And so, I mean, I know that with the platinum cards, a lot of people look at that and call it the coupon book because there are so it many is. different discounts and things like that. And not all of them make sense. I, what what was that old coupon book that used to exist? Happy or what What was
1: that? Oh, was it was like, like the entertainment book or something like that. Yeah. Entertainment book. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> There was an entertainment book. You bought all these coupons to help, you know, help somebody out or something.
1: (laughs) I think I actually had an Amex offer last year to get an entertainment book. (laughs) But then you didn't
0: use most of the coupons.
1: So that's
0: kind of like what a lot of people think about with the platinum card. But it is good for certain features. And, you know, it's a card that I continue to hold in my wallet, even though it doesn't produce a ton of value. There are, there are enough things on it that, you know, make it worthwhile, but, you know, and I, both my wife and I have platinum and gold cards, so we're okay with this right now, but, you know, there are a lot of people stuck that had one or the other, and I guess you can go one way, but you can't go the other,
1: so. Right. Well, we only have one gold card in our family, and I never really saw the need to, for both of us to have a gold card, and I guess I'm not getting one now. <laughs> okay, thanks. Never mind. But. On the flip side, you know, now they've also refreshed the business gold card. Of course, it comes with an increased annual fee, but they're actually throwing some more coupons out on this one. It never has had any credits to help offset that annual fee, unlike the business gold card. I'm sorry, the business platinum card did. So, but it it's a good points earning card, depending on what your business, you know, Forex in yeah. a range of categories. And so they've shifted some of the categories around. I think shipping is the biggest one they've taken away. Right. And I know that affects some people, some of our members who they use this card for shipping. Right. But they've added a couple of new Forex categories as well as added a $20 monthly credit on either FedEx, Grubhub, and office supply stores. So I think that's a temptation though. Like they're wanting people to go to an office supply store and spend that $20 buying a gift card. So they can shut them down <laughs> and take <him laughs> the <with> points back.
0: <laughs> well, I don't even care if they take the points. I'll, I'll go buy a twenty-five dollar gift card or something. I mean, I I pass by enough office supply stores while I'm traveling, get a you know an Amazon gift card or something or other, and I guess you know to me that's that's almost straight cash there. So I'll take exactly. that to two hundred and forty dollars annually in credit, even with the eighty dollar increase. The negative is again they they. Got rid of paying for flights outright. So you could, whereas the platinum card, you had the 5X ever, you know, on direct spend with the airline. They've eliminated the direct spend on the business gold card as well as the 25% rebate. rebate. So whereas the, the Amex business platinum card had a 35% rebate, the Amex business gold had a 25% rebate, which was effectively, uh, getting flights through their portal at, Like 1.4 cents a piece. So, whereas the platinum business platinum is about 1.54 cents, the business gold was right around 1.4 cents, which was still a pretty good value for some people. You know, that where the cash rate, if you're looking at using a sky mile at 1.1 or 1.2, in this case, you can use your points at 1.4 and earn sky miles on top of that. So, you know, there are some people that may be sad about this. I don't think most people were using this card in that manner. But it is something that is a less than positive change. Although for me personally, I'm looking at the credit. The uh, Walmart Plus subscription isn't going to do anything for me because that's yep. already part of you know the Platinum card benefits. So you know, I don't know if I have a friend who might want to buy that from me, and we'll have to see if I can uh, <laughs> give that away. But you know, I don't see all of these things as totally negative, and I guess we'll see what the data points are in the future.
1: Yeah. And I don't know what this next thing is. So you're going to have to tell me about this one.
0: Yeah. So Carissa Rawson, one of the writers over at Award Wallet, written a post about Hyatt gaming members. And it's kind of hurting some of those who have disabilities because they are blocking their ADA rooms and they're not making them, some of the properties, not all of them, but some of the properties are playing games And, you know, as much as I love Hyatt and so many of us in the community love Hyatt, we have to share that not everything is rosy all the time. So there are things that, you know, some of these properties play games with their award inventory. She ended up calling them and saying, hey, I need this type of room. And it turns out they had an abundance of these rooms uh, available to awards, but they were just blocking them so that nobody could see them and not book them with the ward space. So we'll put that link into the post so members can co-read more about that. Uh, It turns out one of the properties has since fixed that after Hyatt was contacted about this particular property. It was actually one I stayed at. And so that was the Park Hyatt Aviara in Southern California. So apparently all of a sudden they had a bunch of rooms open up after World of Hyatt reached out to them. But I've seen some game playing with different rooms. She had given a couple. I found out, you know, I was trying to book a room to rebook us for our anniversary. We ended up having to cancel our anniversary night out and we had some things fall through. And I was looking to rebook it for this coming weekend. And uh, I was like, there's no, no dates. I can't believe not a single date, like three, four different days. And none of them are available. But then if I made it a four night reservation, all of a sudden all uh, of them were available. And uh, that's one of the things thing. I appreciate about having a concierge at the world of Hyatt's why I shoot for 60 nights because I can go to her and say, Hey, I see this. Uh, can you drop these nights off for me? I'll book the four nights and then, you know, pull these other four off because I know there's award availability, but she did mention to me that the. Uh, World of Hyatt program is now allowing that. That was once something that was forbidden. They are now allowing people to put a minimum stay requirement on there. So, you know, having a concierge may help you out with that. And Mm. finally,
1: the most exciting news of them all. It is. Award Travel 101 has hit 100,000 members. And it waited until I got back from my trip, too. (laughs) I,
0: I think some of our mods might have been holding it back. They, they're they holding members back for a minute or two. To, just, just, just waiting for just, us to just get Just waiting here. for you and Allison to return <laughs> so that we could, everybody be here for the 100K celebration. Yes, we have some fun things we're going to be sharing soon. And I have a post in Award Wallet. As soon as that goes out, we'll give everybody more information about our celebration that we'll be doing lots of giveaways and fun things that I think members will appreciate.
1: I'm excited about that. Okay. So
0: let's jump into Trip Update. And we are going to skip you for the most part, because you and Allison will be updating members next week on your trip to Southeast Asia, to Bali, to Singapore, to lots of yep. cool places. But tell us what else is new in the meantime.
1: Not a whole lot new, I guess. I'm starting to get a little bit twitchy here too. So I'm going to Chicago for a Chicago seminar and then we are doing a trip to see family and my husband has a conference up in Kentucky and then I don't have anything booked until next March. And that's the Australia trip that I don't know if that's even going to take it. So we usually try and figure out our next girl's trip when we're on our girl's trip, but we all were kind of like, we've got to book a family trip first. And once we get the family <laughs> trip on the books, then we can start talking about where we might want to go. Uh, so that's my next thing is to try and pin P2 down and figure out a a, a trip for us to take and see if we're going to take any of these things that I currently have booked. But yeah, that's a really long time for me to go without a trip, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to fix this, I think. Oh, no. What about you?
0: Yeah, it's exciting. You know, as this episode drops, you and over half the team will be at Chicago seminars, and Sophie and I will be heading out to Lake Tahoe for Zorkfest. So we'll have two conferences that the team will be representing and, and out and supporting the events. And I think it's a great learning experience for folks uh, who have not been actively involved in award travel. So you can learn a lot. Really quickly at some of these, you can meet people who are prominent in the space and, you know, bloggers or people that just really know what they're talking about. So I think that's going to be exciting. I'll be on my way out then, but I just booked, uh, I think what I'm really excited about is a trip that I'm starting to plan with for father son trip part two is with my dad. And we're looking at, you know, I kind of told you that we were. Deciding what to do and he wanted to do a cruise and, and uh, right. that Virgin Cruise thing. It, he tells me that right after the right. Virgin Cruise deal ends. But a War Space became available on Etihad and I booked it with American Airlines miles. I'm not entirely sure which day we're leaving yet. So I booked two different days and those things were not cheap. They were like 115,000 American miles each. That's four tickets at 115,000 miles Ooh, apiece. And so I have 460,000 American miles locked up in, all in one shot. It was like boom, boom, and gone. Oh, and, geez. You know, I was just talking with Sophie last week about how slowly these things are going because I keep finding all these last minute deals on American for my, my flights domestically. And it's like 6,000, 7,000, 10,000, whatever. And I'm earning them at a clip much faster than I'm burning them. Well, not anymore. I just uh, <laughs> her burned a nice chunk. It kind of feels weird to burn a half a million advantage miles. No kidding. Once. But I don't have that many. We're going over to Abu Dhabi. That's the way it's scheduled. And then I think stay there for a few days, check a few things out. I'm kind of looking into some different things to do. Then I think we're going to pop over to Doha and uh, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can do that first class flight trick locally so that I can get access to their first class lounge. And uh, while we're there, there's a new Hilton LXR property that looks kind of interesting. It's uh, I want to try out. I'm going to have at least one, maybe two free night award certificates because it's uh, 120,000 Hilton honors points. And from there, we're going to, I think, fly on over to Italy and we're looking at a cruise from the city of
1: Trieste. I have never heard of that where is it?
0: So that is on the an eastern corner of Italy adjoining Slovenia. It is often it's where a lot of the Slovenian people go to vacation because it's a small portion of the beach it's on the other side of the uh, the peninsula there I guess uh, as like I said, right by Austria and Slovenia, starting out of there and then it goes down through the Adriatic and it's kind of what we're looking to do you know hit some of the different places we missed last time we were there, but hit more of Italy and then so we have some different ideas where we may end up with that and I'm looking forward to putting all this together. It's always fun getting these trips put together like that. So Let's move on to what bonuses did we get? And I'm sure you've been really active while you were traveling (laughs) and signing up for cards.
1: Not a one. I'm actually closing cards. So the latest thing, I received my annual fee for my Chase Sapphire Reserve. And I think it's time to say goodbye. Because since I'm an AU already on P2's Ritz card, I've got all the same travel protections. I still have an old Chase Inc. Plus card, which is no longer, both of those cards are no longer available to new applicants. And you can't even product change to the Inc. Plus card anymore. But that gives me the ability to transfer my ultimate rewards points still. I'll be able to product change my boundless to my own Ritz card next year when that annual fee hits. So CSR, see ya later. So I'm going to downgrade that uh, to a freedom and then just kind of sit here and wait for hopefully a new and elevated offer on the CSP and go ahead and sign up for that. I'm keeping myself under 524 for it. Additionally, I'm waiting for one final credit to post on my Amex business platinum card. And as soon as that credit posts, that one's getting the ax as well. So I will only have three at that point. I will no longer (laughs) have four business platinum (laughs) cards. So I'm, I'm in contraction mode over here, so nothing new. I'm considering maybe getting P2, an ink card, while the bonus is elevated on those, and maybe a business gold card for him, since we have property taxes that are due soon. Cool.
0: So on my side, I have no new bonuses themselves, but I have completed a couple of card offers where I finished the spend, uh, 15K spend on both the World of Hyatt and the... Hilton honors cards. So I have two free night award certificates coming to me and uncapped from Hilton honors and a category one through four certificate from Hyatt, which also had me earning four elite qualifying nights with the world of Hyatt card. And it pushes me over 80 elite nights with Hyatt. So that hits my next milestone benefit and gives me a choice between 10,000 points or a sweet upgrade award. What would you choose?
1: I don't know if it's like Marriott and the suite upgrade award's <laughs> never clear. I'd probably go with the, the straight up points, but you get a lot of value out of your suite, so I'd probably go for that.
0: Yeah, and the answer to that will be in our second tip of the week. We'll be doing two tips of the week here, and so what to do? Because I will just say that timing matters in this particular case, and I've already shared with our award travel two hundred one members what to pick and why at this point. If you're going to do some of the things like I do, so. The other thing I I got is I have a friend of mine who is actually going out to the conference with me next week or as this episode airs today, and he signed up for an ink card from me and that ink card gives, you know, 40,000 points. So I got a 40,000 point bonus and I'm probably going to, I was waiting for a few things to clear up and now I think I'm going to have my wife apply to see if she can get her second ink card. I haven't decided if I'm going to take the fee-free 90,000 points or the, you know, $95, 100,000 points. I'm kind of leaning towards the the 100,000 points because I know we can make the spend. But the offer, you know, I don't know if she needs to have a little bit higher credit limit. So perhaps the fee-free card <laughs> might make a little bit more sense in that case. So we'll see. It might have a couple of referral offers, and then P2, getting a card. Let's jump into our main highlight feature, which is the undervalued points and why earning fewer points might make more sense than earning more. So is this something that you're often thinking of when you're applying for a card or are you jumping for the, just the highest bonus always out there?
1: I'm always, I want the highest bonus that I can get, but I'm also at the point in this hobby where I have all the, you know, all the cards that are earning Chase Ultimate Rewards. I've got the Amex, you know, trifecta. I've got the Chase Quadfecta or whatnot. So I can look at some of the co-brand cards that will pop up with a really big offer and decide if those individual points actually make certain, make sense in my overall wallet and in my portfolio. And if they do, you know, if I have a need for more IHG points, for example, or something like that, I'm going to wait until I know I can get the best offer that's out there. The same thing with the Marriott cards and whatnot, that I waited until there was an offer for points versus the free night certificates on that card. So, but that wouldn't, those wouldn't be the first cards that I would ever go for when I start this hobby.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of folks think that when they uh, are staying at a hotel chain or they fly a certain airline, that that's the first thing they have to do. And, you know, we always discuss getting flexible points first. We we really focus on that. And are there times where co-branded cards make sense? Absolutely. You know, you want to have cards that are going to serve your overall portfolio. But when you're getting First started and you see, oh, I've got that 140,000 IHG offer. Should I get that? Or you know, the you know United business card has 75,000 points. I fly United, so I should definitely get that card. Is that necessarily better than a 60,000 point flexible currency card? I mean, that's you know what we're asking members to understand. And I guess you have to say it depends. It really does depend on the math. And this is where having a little bit of fun math background, you can dig into the weeds a little bit and get nerdy on this. And I'm not going to take it too far because I I can't write all this out and show it, you know, show the math. We're not doing a YouTube presentation here. But how you spend, where you spend, all of these things matter. And and you have to kind of look at it and say, how much spend are you looking to do how much is it going to take to do what you want to do? And with more of these programs becoming variable on their spend, there's no charts, so to speak. A lot of these things, everybody's ditching charts in favor of this variable award point pricing, which is going to continue er- to erode loyalty. Just ask uh, all the Delta Sky Miles members who were Delta diamonds and, you know, And I say low-level Delta Diamonds because I think a lot of the high-level Delta Diamonds were happy with the change that was announced that might be walked back. We'll see. They haven't really confirmed or denied that they're doing anything. They just said, maybe we did a little too much and we'll see uh, if we're going to change something. But you know that eventually that's where they want to be. They want to do exactly what they did. It just may take a little longer to get there to do that. You want to get these points that are going to really support the things that you're doing. And if you go and say, I'm getting that 140,000 IHG points, is that better than 60,000 city thank you points?
1: It it, it depends. If you're going to be staying at an IHG property and you can really use those points and Especially if it's in an expensive place, like if you're up in, you know, like in, in Sweden and Norway and whatnot, there's a lot of really nice IHD properties up there and it's expensive. So for that particular trip, it really might make more sense to get those points than it is to get 60,000 chase points and hope you can find something through the portal or there's no Hyatt there. So you can't transfer them to that. So I think this is one of those. And it also goes back to when we talked about what was in our wallet and what we're carrying. Well, I will carry cards in my wallet and put my regular spend on it to plump up the balances in things that are not as flu- that I'm not as flush in. So, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to just sit there and put my AA card in my wallet and get one X on grocery store purchases because I don't have as many AA miles as I do membership rewards points. Sorry, I'm still going to go for the four X on my gold card but maybe I'll use my city Premier and get 3X instead because I don't have as many thank you points as I do membership rewards points. So that's a good trade-off in that case.
0: Yeah, and you have to kind of look at the comparison of new card bonuses versus bonus categories versus non-bonus categories. And each of those areas may have a specific reason for spending. If you're looking at like Hyatt or American or Hilton or Delta, there are spending reasons to spend towards status. You might desire to have a certain level of status and a certain level of spend can help you achieve that. So you might want to put spend on that non-bonus category, but there can be a lot of reasons you want to put it on a bonus category. And instead, and if you look at it as you're getting your sign-up bonuses, your sign-up bonuses often for the spend are going to be a much bigger multiplier than any mm-hmm. multiplier on your actual spend. So like, I picked these three cards and I picked the IHG One Rewards Premier card, which is 140,000 point bonus for $3,000 minimum spend versus the United Business card, which currently has an enhanced 75,000 miles for 5,000 spend compared to the City Premier, which earns 60,000 points for 4,000 spend. And if you look at, let's start with the IHG One card, you're looking at Effectively, including the spend at one at, effectively at standard X. So they earn three points per dollar. And a lot of people say, well, IHG points are worth uh, half a cent a piece. You can buy them often at half a cent each. And a lot of people say, Hey, there's great, great value in doing that. Sometimes it makes sense that you can find a property that's, you know, you're getting one cent or more. And if you buy them at half a cent, you're, you're getting the, the property for half half price, right? So now that's a good deal for some people. But if you spend $3,000 on this card, you're going to earn 149, almost 150,000 points with this card, including the bonus. And that's 50 points per dollar. Where else are you going to get 50 points per dollar? You're not going to. You're not going to. You do that with the United business card. It has 5,000 spend you know between the bonus category then and the standard 1x bonus 1x category non-bonus categories let's say you're going to come away with 82,000 united miles for 5,000 spent that's 16 and a half miles per dollar so you're going to again you're not going to get that every day on any kind of other spend whereas the city premier you know there's a lot of categories that are 3x categories so those are your bonus categories you're not going to just spend you know and get 1x everywhere on that particular card because you have gas, groceries, dining, travel, hotels. There's so many different 3x categories on the City Premier card. So I'm going to say that, you know, you have some most of it at 3x and some of it at 4x. You're going to earn 70,000 points. And so is 70,000, 82,000 and 140,000. Which one's better? Well, it depends on how you do the math. It depends again. It depends. So you know where you're going to use that because again, if you value those IHG points and you can buy them at half a cent apiece, 150,000 IHG points are 750 bucks. You know that's mm-hmm. a nice that's a nice chunk of change. But is it going to return what the United Card is? United Miles typically right now most domestic travels you're looking about 1.1 1.2 cents apiece that's 900 to $1000. It's not that great of a return in terms of united miles because you can get better value on say international business class or select close in economy awards I've gotten uh even pretty recently uh, uh 2 to 3 cents per mile out of united miles. But those are very select cases on an average basis you're looking at again 900 to 1000 bucks. Whereas the city premier you look at the city premier and say, "Hey, what is that worth?" You're going to spend $4,000, you're going to earn about 70,000 points and you're going to earn 17 and a half points per dollar, you know, during that initial period. And a lot of people peg these closer to 2 cents a piece. So that's significantly higher than the IHG or the United yep. miles. That's not even really looking at an out, super outsized value, but that's $1400 in value. So if you start looking at certain outsized value and this, what really brought this into focus for me is the trip that I took and I talked with Sophie about last week is that, you know, I took my son out to California. I used Turkish miles to book this United flight and it required 40,000 Turkish miles to book us in business there, which we got live flats all the way, you know, from Chicago to Los Angeles. And then, you know, coming home, we weren't able to get business class, but it was the economy. So I used 40,000 Turkish miles, which would have come from City thank you points, versus 90,000 United miles to book that same thing. And you could have booked it with a partner award. You could have used something like life miles. You could have used Aeroplan, and then you could have reduced that. But those, even there, it would have cost 75,000 miles from Aeroplan versus 90,000 on United. Now, of course, United's the easiest to book. So, you know, there's no hassles, nothing to worry about there. But if you look at it from, now you start looking at it from your category bonus spends and where you're going to earn those. The least I could have spent using United miles was $45,000. So I would have had to have 2x everywhere, $45,000 spend on that United card to earn the amount of miles needed to fly that. Versus, if I had like a chasing cash where I'm earning five x, that drops it down to eighteen thousand dollars spend. But if I transfer that to Aeroplan instead of United, now I only need seventy five thousand miles instead of ninety. So now that drops it down to fifteen thousand. Now that should be the winner, right? But if I look at it and say, with my City Premier card, thirteen thousand dollars worth of spend earns the same amount of points that books me the same exact flights. As those Aeroplan or United Miles, $13,000 of spend is much more achievable for everybody. And probably a lot of folks listening to this podcast, especially in those categories. If you're looking at it saying, Hey, I'm going out to eat. I'm going and to the grocery store, 3X spend may be better off than, than your, you know, 5X everywhere with your ink card. So it's just something that I keep looking at and I say, Are certain currencies overlooked? We often overlook Marriott Bonvoy. Why do we overlook Marriott Bonvoy? Because the earnings are terrible. You're not getting a lot of points for that. But the transfers is one of the best transfer partners. You've got 40 some different airlines. And if you have these select cases, you know maybe transferring to Turkish might be the the option. I don't even know if they're a transfer partner. I, I forgot to look at that and see if Marriott's a transfer partner. But I know that American Airlines is. And if you transfer 60,000 Bonvoy points over to American, that's 20,000 American miles. And those 60,000 points from Bonvoy that everybody says is only worth, you know, maybe six tenths to seven tenths of a point or a cent per point. You're looking at it and say you transfer those over to AA and at 20,000 miles, you might be able to book, I don't know, $400 tickets. $800 tickets, $1,000 tickets worth 20,000 miles. I mean, I've seen some cases where it makes sense to get that kind of value. And there are these currencies that we just, you know, we don't talk about because Amex and Chase, there's always Chase 524 and Amex handing out, you know, points like candy. Well, at least they used to. So we're seeing they're (laughs) finally, you know, hitting back on that. But we should be looking at all these different currencies and exploring those. And I think again, City, Capital One, some of these built—they don't get enough love to see that using less points may be better than just earning bigger bonuses.
1: And and for the record, Marriott does transfer to Turkish.
0: Okay, so so it does <laughs> using you know. our
1: using our handy dandy transfer <laughs> partner matrix.
0: So we'll link the transfer partner matrix into the show notes as well, but. Just as a comparison, and you know I'm gonna throw out a couple of questions for members to think about Is hundred and fifty thousand Hilton points better than hundred thousand chase points
1: you know my answer <laughs> it depends
0: is ninety thousand delta I would sky probably
1: miles... still I would probably still prefer they have the hundred thousand chase points than hundred and fifty thousand Hilton points
0: is ninety thousand delta sky miles better than sixty thousand American express membership rewards? No, no, not even remotely. Is 60,000 American miles better than 50,000 Capital One miles?
1: Yes, because for me, American miles are really... I would never have a half a million American miles sitting around that I could book the speculative bookings that you did. So yes, for me, the AA miles are harder for me to earn. So I'm going to say yes on that because it was easier for me to get Capital One miles. And AA
0: miles can go a long way. I mean, you can get huge value from those American miles. However... You know, in this particular case, it was would have been better to take the 50,000 Capital One miles just because you can't do some of the things with right. American that you could do with Capital One. You have more flexibility. You have more partners. You can book American flights often with British Airways. So, you know, at a, and often at a lower cost. There are times when AA does make the most sense, especially when you have a connecting itinerary where you're mm-hmm. you're saying, "Hey, I I have to connect here or there. I cannot fly nonstop. That's probably going to be a better deal than going through British Airways." But you know, can you use Turkish? Can you use some of these other partners that Capital One transfers to? I think Capital One also transfers to Eva Eva Air as well. And we were just talking about Pam's issue earlier where she was seeing space on United. Well, EVA, EVA Air, whatever they call themselves, end up opening a lot more space to their own members. So you could transfer your Capital One Venture miles over to EVA and you might not have run into that issue. So again, there are cases and you have to evaluate that. That's where having a little bit of get busting out your calculator and figuring out those. I know everybody wants to harp on the cent per point and what a ridiculous thing it is to do. Understanding that those things actually do have value and why they have value. That's important to know. So I'll leave it at that. Angie, let's jump into your tip of the week.
1: Don't be an Angie otherwise known as don't have some blonde moments. So I had a couple of very blonde moments on this, on our previous, on our most recent trip here. First was when I boarded our flight from Bali to Singapore. I knew I was in the row right behind Allison because they couldn't sit as close together. The plane was completely full. And economy started at row 40. I just want to tell you that. But I'm like, okay, I'm behind her. Hit. I was not right behind her. So I was <laughs> that person. I didn't check my boarding pass. I knew I had the aisle seat. I'm sitting there. I got my whole little nest all set up. I was ready to go. And this woman walks up. She's like, that's my seat. I'm like, that's not your seat. It was her seat. So that was a (laughs) little on the embarrassing side. But anyway, but what was even worse, again, I got it just stuck in my head of where my gate was. And I made it to the gate. I'd spent time in the lounge. And this is for my return flight home longest flight in the world, Singapore business class. I was convinced I was going out of gate 10, convinced. So I'm sitting there and nobody's around. And um, the Singapore airport's real weird in that you go through security right before you go to your gate. Like security is at each individual gate. So I'm sitting like out in this hallway with other people and my gosh, you know, it's like quarter to 12 and where's the plane and nobody's boarding. So I got up and I went and I looked at the board. And it's like oh, Gate Nine, who am I saying Get closing on the board? I'm like, oh no! So I'm I'm doing the OJ run through the air. luckily, like, like, I mean, I was sitting at Gate Ten. And I had to go to Gate Nine, and I I would walk about like, up the wrong gate? Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. It was fine. I made it on, you know. But don't be an Angie. Check your boarding pass. Make certain you're going to the right gate. and Make certain you're sitting in the right seat. Don't. Don't be that person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I always use like FlightAware and look for where my plane is now so that, you know, I can try to use that and figure out what gates uh, or there's been a change or things like that. So All I
1: had um, to do was look at my boarding pass.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, I'll jump in with my tip and that's beginning October 3rd. And I mentioned earlier, which should I pick is the 10,000 points or the Sweet Upgrade Award. If you are a globalist who has hit the 70, 80, 90, or 100 Elite Night Milestone benefit, and you are considering choosing the Sweet Upgrade Award, wait until after January 1st. Beginning October 3rd, 2023, you have 90 days to select that benefit. And if you wait till January 1st to make that selection, that will extend your Sweet Upgrade Award Availability or the validity of that sweet upgrade award an entire year. So if you pick it on 1231, you're going to have it good through the 28th of February, 2025. You wait one more day till January 1st, 2024. It's good through February 28th, 2026. So use oh, wow. that. That's something I shared with our award travel 201 community already so that they know if they're going to select the suite upgrade milestone. And I use mine. I was telling one of our members, he's like, I'm not sure the 10,000 10, points I, I can use. And it stays around, whereas I've had these expire. I've had suite upgrade awards expire too, but I have two left through 2025. So, you know, I'm trying to That's already... That's a
1: long time to be able to use those. So, yeah.
0: And these are better value than Marriott's because they are valid for up to seven days at a time and you can apply them at booking should a standard suite be available and lock that in. So no worries there. So just remind Well, nice. if you're going to select a suite upgrade award, wait until after January 1st. With that, that wraps up today's episode. I thank you for joining us. And Angie, where can everyone find you?
1: You can find us for all questions in the free 100,000-plus member uh, word Award Travel 101 community.
0: And if you're looking to jump into some more intermediate and advanced strategies, our Award Travel 201 community, which is $89.99 annually, is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds, looking for more
1: outsized value. And to book time with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies, Check out our Award Travel One on One consulting service.
0: And if you're looking to get a little more information about anything, you can email us at contactawardtravelgmail.com.
1: If learning in person is more your style, you can register now for our spring meetup in beautiful downtown San Antonio by the Riverwalk. But tickets are sold out now, aren't they? We are on a wait list.
0: We uh, just sold out yesterday, so it's all closed out and uh, you can get your name on the wait list for tickets for that. That'll be exciting. We have uh, some fun things that we're looking to do and I think it'll be beautiful there in San Antonio down by the Riverwalk. Lots of learning, lots of fun,
1: lots of socialization and uh, I can't wait to do that. Okay, so... If you're looking for your next card, please support your Ward Travel 101 community by using our links. And now jet lag is kicking my behind.
0: (laughs) And we thank you for joining us this week and look forward to sharing next time. Take care.
1: Yep. Thanks. Talk to you later. Sorry I coughed in your face the whole time. Bye.